everyone, welcome back to Inside Gaming for Tuesday. That's right, it is Tuesday. It's Google Tuesday. Stadia Tuesday. Google Stadia is here, like right here. <laughs> yeah. It's finally launched and there are no problems to speak of. None at all, everyone loves it at the end. Thanks for watching everybody. All right, islands? Yeah. Cheddar fries? Aha, just kidding. The reviews are in and they confirm what pretty much everyone already thought the service is just a beta at this point. <laughs> it's a soy boy beta game console. <laughs> you gotta make the soy face on YouTube. The soy face it's is. the YouTube I'm I'm half wait, hold on, give me that. Some people had good experiences, but more reviewers came away with mixed or outright bad impressions with the new gaming service. How weird, every sign we've seen has said that Stadia will be a revolution in gaming. Blah. Turns out a lot like modern AAA gaming, Stadia appears to have launched before it was ready for prime time, and it's gonna take months, if not years, to deliver on everything that was promised. So Google's a real gaming company. Their dreams came true. While a lot of reviewers said they were surprised at how good the streaming was, most still came away with the impression that this isn't something you'd swap your console or PC for. Yeah, great. Of course, Stadia isn't the first game streaming service, there have been plenty of attempts like OnLive, PlayStation Now, GeForce Now, and others. None of them have really broken through. But with Stadia, Brian, is there a difference? Well, yeah, Google kind of promised to put its significant might and resources behind the holy grail of streaming on demand and finally make it a workable reality. So the fact that Google is involved, Google has billions and billions of dollars and controls the world, made people think, okay, there's more promise to this than any of the other attempts. And did it work? It depends. After reading some reviews, the best we can say is that the ability to stream games without local hardware, it looks promising. A lot of tech looks promising. VR in the late 90s looked promising, but it was actually trash. The worst of all of Stadia, well, that's the rest. So if promise is the best you have to go for, woof, not ready for money yet. So let's get to the reviews. Metacritic didn't put up an aggregate score for Stadia, but we did some original reporting. That's the journalism you can expect here. And counted up the positive reviews versus the so-sos versus the outright negative reviews. That's right, Inside Gaming doing basic edition. For you! And the last time we checked, there were six positive reviews, 22 mixed reviews, and 11 negative reviews. Kind of a neat bell curve, which again is not good when you're asking over $100 for a thing. So, big question is did Stadia actually work? Were people able to stream games with a minimum amount of lag? Like everything, reviews were mixed, but some reviewers did have good experiences. And what were those, Brian? First off, Mashable's reviewer actually tried it out in three places. They did their due diligence. They tried in their home with gigabit internet, they tried at a local Starbucks with a Wi-Fi download speed of roughly 35 megabits per second and a nearby supermarket's public Wi-Fi. So three places. In all of those places, they said they had no issues whatsoever. They wrote, I went in with plenty of doubts, but purely from a performance standpoint, I'm super impressed with Stadia. That's a positive, but I'll continue to drag my dual monitor PC setup into the Gelson's. <laughs> Camp out by the cheese section. <laughs> they give you a cart for a reason, all right? I'm sorry, I don't need to be helped. I'm playing Doom. I could use more mozzarella though. Excuse me, where's your ethernet port? <laughs> Dual Shockers also had a good experience saying, quote, if you have a solid internet connection, it works. Google Stadia functions surprisingly well actually and is definitely the best cloud-based gaming experience in the industry. Even if it is not 100% devoid of any issues, things like input lag are rarely problematic. I feel like you also need a geographic map of where these reviewers are trying it because that would probably factor in a lot. VentureBeats Jeff Grubb said it worked almost flawlessly. For him on a 330 megabit per second download line on cable internet, he reported getting 4K HDR at 60 frames per second with no noticeable noise or compression. Side note, while 4K has been promised, again, there's the P word, mm. a Bungie rep told The Verge that when it comes to Destiny 2, when streaming at 4K, we render at a native 1080p, there's the P letter, and upsample and apply a variety of techniques to increase the overall quality of effect. Boom! 
Ooh. So it's fake? Ooh. Fake 4K? Back to Greb's review, he said that the shooting felt really good on Destiny 2 and Red Dead Redemption 2. He said that his worst experience was playing Mortal Kombat 11 head-to-head -head online, which uh, possibly felt off. He wrote, it didn't have obvious lag, but you would probably expect it to feel better on a local machine. Sounds like obvious lag. I mean, it sounds like, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> lag, and it sounds like exactly what everyone was concerned sounds about like with Stadia. noticeable latency, but let's not call it that. But he added, one of the many problems with Stadia is that you and I are not guaranteed to get the same experience because everyone's internet situation will be different. With some exceptions, if you're working for a major tech publication, you're probably in a major city, which probably means you have decent internet. Going to Gelson, setting up near the cheese tray, appreciate that. But maybe you should drive out into the middle of nowhere. Go to a shopping bag in the middle of Indiana. Exactly. Okay, that's the positive section done. Now we get into the good stuff and All the YouTube six. views are really gonna pick up, yeah. <laughs> so other people had not so great experiences and our friend of the show, Paul Tassi, I've been following him for a while. He kind of laid into it and I appreciate that. Yeah, he tried it on his home internet with a wireless speed ranging between 200 and 350 megabits per second. But he said he was genuinely amazed at how badly it performed, writing, across all test titles I played, I would get periodic stuttering issues with massive resolution and frame drops. Not all the time, but enough to be noticed frequently and disrupt gameplay, which is what everyone feared might happen with this kind of tech. He also tweeted a short video of stuttering gameplay and added, I fell off ledges in Tomb Raider because of lag. I flat out lost Mortal Kombat fights I would have won otherwise. I died to destiny enemies I would roast with ease on any other platform. Mm, I, mm, I don't want to read in too much, sorry, I'm getting a little handsy here. All of the positive reviews are from tech people being like, yeah, it kind of works. Whereas Tassie, I mean, he tweets at least 20 times a day about destiny. So he's in the thick, man. He's in the bits. And I feel like that's the kind of opinion that I'm going to trust a little more here. Washington Post writer Gene Park posted a gif of him pushing the jump button in Destiny 2 while using Stadia on gigabit ethernet in his office. And the result was very noticeable lag. Yeah, it took approximately 10 years for his guardian to actually jump into gaming once again, doing very basic math for you, the people. That's who we do it for, the people. So thank you. Also the single moms. I want to make sure that they know we're out there for them. Definitely single moms. Yeah, we love you. He tweeted, quote, Google Stadia was unplayable at times. That won't be acceptable for any gamer, but it's hard to review Stadia since it's an ongoing service. It's like reviewing YouTube on its first day. But if we were to talk about what it is now, it's not good. That's fair. But also right now is when everyone's deciding whether or not to buy the thing. And this is when people's attitudes towards it are gonna be established. If it's a new thing, it has to work perfectly right away. It's the VR problem all over again. Anyway. Google Glass. Yeah, yeah. If you wanna look like a, a cool dude that absolutely <laughs> it wasn't like that though, it was just a shitty Android phone on top of your eyeball. I like the idea of people reviewing YouTube on the first day. Oh uh, yeah, I watched me at the zoo, kind of boring, honestly. <laughs> oh, you're snowboarding. Ooh, <laughs> Stabilize it next time, why don't you, you <laughs> idiot? Sorry. Wired's reviewer noted that even under the best conditions, you can still notice a difference playing a game on Stadia versus local hardware. They wrote, quote, with Stadia, games sometimes look like you're watching an ultra high resolution gameplay video rather than actually playing the game yourself. They look drab. What did Brian X. Chen of the New York Times say, Brian? He wrote that he was generally impressed with how smoothly the game streamed, but he added that there were still occasional glitches and quality issues because of inconsistent internet speeds and early bugs. He came away thinking basically he wouldn't trade in a console or his PC for the service. Yeah, as for Google Stadia's library, it was originally gonna launch with an astounding 12 games that came out 20 years ago. A gamer's dozen. But then they added 10 more at the last minute, which included Final Fantasy 15, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Rage 2, and others that also came out a half decade ago. And yes, there is one shining exclusive that will carry the Stadia into gaming Valhalla, the horror suspense puzzle game Guilt. It's titled How You Feel After Pre-Ordering Oh. Brian just did five backflips, landed, and his legs evaporated. Bone shard shot out of his leg and he hit the ground. Oh! <laughs> All right, I'll <laughs> we, we can give you the throw again. And how did that review, Brian? Yeah, so guilt. Oh, 
which is also the feeling. It got a 70. Before I cut out, it got a 70. Where on Metacritic? Last time we checked, Destructoid called it a short but mostly engaging romp that's best enjoyed by the right kind of audience. And DualShockers liked it, saying that it tells a relatable and emotional tale about bullying via a formula refined by franchises like Silent Hill before it. It can feel a bit airy and derivative as a result, but it's still a worthwhile experience that should be a part of any Google Stadia owner's library. So that's good. They launched one halfway decent exclusive, just one. Stadia's catalog is still a big unknown. We Will know it get it. new AAA games the same time they release on consoles and PC? A Google spokesman told the New York Times that they should release around the same time as other systems. We should definitely take their word for it since they've been super clear and honest about everything else and plans haven't changed at all. So around the same time. Got it. Back to the reviews, even for those who did have a good experience on Stadia, they kept coming back to the same basic question. Who is this for? VentureBeat concluded that right now, Google Stadia is a platform for nobody. The company just doesn't seem to understand any of the audiences it is trying to reach. Yeah, it's not gonna attract hardcore players with this lineup, and casual gamers might still be reluctant to spend $60 on a game. On top of the $100 you have to spend on the platform itself. On top of all that, yeah. And on top of your internet uh, provider fees. And on top of the fact that none of your library comes with you at all. Yeah. On top of all, and that things. it's got to be wired unless you're using a Chromecast Ultra. Oof! Oh yeah. So, uh -oh. And since it's streaming only, you can't download these games. You're paying full price to rent a game. And if Google decides to walk away from this project like they've done, hey, let's log on to Google Wave and talk about Stadia for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> they've walked away from things that don't turn out in the past. So if they walk away from this, you lose it all. All your money's just gone. As Kotaku's reviewer put it, "quote Stadia is for tech-savvy people, but it's likely that they already own an easier way to play these games." So Stadia is kind of in a no man's land right now. It's a service, but with no audience because no one was asking for it, and it doesn't supply anything that isn't already filled by better, more functional technology. Yeah, if it was an all-you-can-eat buffet of games like Game Pass on Xbox One, that might entice some people, but currently it's the chance to pay full price to play games for an inferior experience. Nobody's gonna buy that. Jason Schreier, friend of the show, luminary of the industry of Kotaku, said that the service already looks like a monumental flop. Added that he heard from one person involved that pre-orders were below expectation. I always love it when Jason Schreier hears things. Jason, yeah, we heard that too, Schreier. <laughs> <laughs> so The Verge wrote that there's no reason anyone should buy into Stadia right now. Google has made sure of that, partly by under-delivering at launch, really with a pricing scheme that sees you paying three times for hardware, for the service, for games, just to be an early adopter. But Google's not dumb. They have a reason for doing it, even if no one else has a reason for buying it. They want to own more of your daily entertainment experience. They want to route more internet traffic onto their version of the internet because they've been building that to do Google search for a while. And if you're playing everything through Stadia, they have all of your behavior. So they can sell your behavior in the way to market to you by the way you play games. It's more than just liking like Nickelback on Facebook. This is a whole new layer of we're gonna understand who you are as a person with big data and then market to you through video games. It's gonna happen. That's why they want it. Doesn't mean you want it though. So if Stadia works, this is just one more step to Google controlling everything in the world. As of right now, it seems like the world domination will have to wait a little bit. And one note here to close the show. You might've noticed that for the past week or so, I really haven't been in the daily that much. I'm actually kind of stepping back from being on camera, from doing a lot of things because I want to chill out for a little bit. It was a lot of work getting Inside Gaming off the ground, but now we have such a wonderful staff, Connor and others. So I wanna give everyone else a chance to sort of get on camera, sort of do some production work, kind of cultivate the skills that I, at this point, I'm honestly a little burned out using. So I'm gonna take a little step back. You'll see a little less of me in the coming weeks, uh, but uh, these guys have got it, they got it run. Autumn's beautiful, Connor's here. Uh, the mirror's back there. Beautiful. See you back there, buddy. Please welcome them warmly, and uh, I have every confidence they'll be able to run stuff just as well as I ever have. So, <laughs> just want to explain that so you guys aren't kind of left in the air about what's going on. That's that's some behind-the-scenes stuff. But thank you for your patience, and uh, please enjoy the rest of Insane Gaming. Take a step back. Oh, sorry.